Hey. Hi. What's up? Not much. How was your week? It was uh, very long. Yeah? It felt very long. Even though it was a holiday weekend? Even though it was a holiday weekend, I think it's because I technically, my normal days off are Sunday, Monday. Um, so I didn't really even have... Any actual days off? Correct. Oh. How about you? That was all right. I mean, I only, I had a short work week. <coughs> I only worked like three days this week, which was not bad. And we took off Thursday and Friday because uh, Emma had her VPK graduation on Thursday. So we did that. And then Friday, we just, uh, we went to a friend's pool and hung out and swam. And then, uh, and then you're dying over there. Damn. Do you need anything to drink? Uh, no, I think one of Manny's hairs just like flew into my mouth. Oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, no, well, it was a it was a decent week. Um, my car is almost done getting fixed. Yay! So that's a good thing. So, hooray <laughs> on that! And then I'm gonna have to sadly say goodbye to the was the Mazda CX-5 that I've been driving, which is. It looks beautiful. It is a very nice car. I don't like the gas mileage on it, but. <coughs> Oh Other my than God, that, I'm it, sorry, it is you guys. A, it is a nice car. So, what you got for me today? Um, I think uh, I'm going to jump in on one of my favorite little spooky stories. Ooh. It's called Crown of the Catskills. <gasps> I love that one. <laughs> oh my God, I'm so excited. Okay, go, go, go. Go. Okay. Sweet. <laughs> so excited. So, um, Crown of the Catskills. It was actually located by two hikers in California, or the Catskill Mountain Range, I should say, in 2016. Mm. Um, it, the idol was actually found in a cave in the Catskills. This cave is normally known for, say, rituals, satanic rituals, stuff like that, where people would go and have these long extravagant, like you would find ash all over the cave and stuff like that. So who really knows what they're actually doing in there? Sort of thing. Oh, that's sketchy. And so two hikers came across this basic cave, and they went inside, and they found this little idol that had a um, a very old wooden idol, I should say. Mm-hmm. Like, very old. Like, it had been in there for decades. And then um, it also had nails, and it's placed in its eyes. Oh. And it was said that they look, the nails look a little bit newer, so I don't know if somebody added onto it recently or they were rusted is pretty okay. much what they had on them, uh, the nails. And the newest addition was a noose tied around its neck. Oh. But um, so these two hikers found this idol in the cave and one of the hikers decided, hey, I'm going to take this with me. Hmm. What an idiot. Hmm. <laughs> Smart. I'm sorry. If I'm finding something in a cave, I'm leaving it there. Especially if it's a cave known for satanic rituals and stuff like that. Yeah, no. I, don't, I, I, even if I came across a cave that has satanic rituals, I'd piece the fuck out of there. Yeah. I wouldn't even stick around. I'd be like, 911. <laughs> what, what the fuck? Well, it, it's funny because the two hikers, one of them was actually trying to get the friend to not take it. Mm. Because they are kind of... They're the smart ones. The smart one, pretty much. Yeah, the but the one, one that took it is actually a very big skeptic and, you know, paranormal, satanic stuff. So he's like, eh, it's not going to really do anything to me. It's just <laughs> it's just an idol. Yeah, what could go wrong? Yeah, what could go wrong? Oh, wait, everything. <laughs> everything. Oh, shit. So um, uh, I want to say about a few weeks later, the story is actually posted on Reddit. Um, the hiker... 
one of the hikers actually posted on Reddit was like, somebody take this from us. Somebody, how do we get rid of this? Basically is what it was, was do we burn it? Do we bury it? What do we do? We need to get rid of this thing. And so somebody, um, I feel like I'm constantly bringing it up, but I'm pretty big followers of the traveling museum. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I feel like I'm always bringing them up in an episode or something, but I'm a huge follower of this, uh, of this traveling museum. And they actually contacted the people on Reddit okay. to come and collect the idol, but they wanted to learn more information, like what had been happening, what was going on, that sort of thing. And so the guy was like, well, this is what's happening. So pretty much over the course of a few nights, the friend who actually took the idol started hearing what would be like little trink, um, banging on walls, uh, random knocks on doors, and was pretty much convinced that somebody's playing a joke on me sort of thing. And it was kind of weird that it was happening after the idol came about, but mm. he kind of just blew it off until his dog started reacting. Mm -hmm. And he would wake up constantly with the smell of like muddy pond water, mm. filling his nose and like his dog freaking out. Oh, that's gross. Yeah. And he also, it was also stated that his friend had woken up many times with wet footprints all over the house. Yeah. And the dog refused to go in certain areas. Anytime the dog would be in a room with the idol, it yeah. would just start freaking out. Oh, my goodness. So I'm like, I'm pretty big on if the animal is freaking out, there's a reason to there's this. There's a reason why, because animals can see things that we yeah. can't. So um, pretty much it was one night um, after having it for a few days, the smell of pond water was very, very strong. Um, the idol kept moving from room to room randomly. And <clears throat> I want to say it was about three in the morning mm -hmm. when he heard a knock on the door. And so he went to go open the door. He opened the door. Nobody was there. The sensor lights didn't kick on nothing, but he, it was clear as day, knock on the door. And he was like, okay, that's weird. And then the dog started growling at something in the hallway. And that's when the friend was like, no, I can't take this anymore. And took the dog and brought him over to his friend's house, the one that he went hiking with. Yeah. So they're there, and he stayed the night. And then they went back the next day in daylight. And they walk into the house, and the idol had been thrown from the table into the wall like somebody had literally thrown it. Oh, shit. And the smell of pond water was so bad that they were like, it was hard for them to breathe in the room. Ew. And so they went over towards the, um, the idol to go pick it up and sort of thing. And that's when the dog freaked out behind them. And when they turned around, they found a, well, what they said in the corner in the darkness, they saw an old lady drenched in water. Ooh. Like about to attack them. And that's when they like dipped out of the apartment and everything. And they, they stated that the dog like peed. And stuff like this. Oh, no. Poor and I was puppy. like, oh, my God. Oh, no. So it was kind of a freaky incident. And they're like, we need to get rid of this. We wanted to burn it. But yeah. because you guys reached out and wanted to take it, here, we'll let you take it sort of thing. And that, that night when they met up a location, or technically when they got the location of where they needed to send the idol, they wrapped it up and mailed it. Yeah. So once the traveling museum actually got the idol... They said immediately things started going sour. So when they got this, they got all the measurements that they needed. They took the pictures that they needed to do, and then they went on about their day. And 
They said that when they first got it, they got a very uneasy feeling. Mm-hmm. And then they started to smell pond water. Oh, no. And I'm like, oh, my God. Pond water is like, that's such a weird smell. It's moldy. It's like a it's moldy It's a very smell. moldy musty algae-ish algae type of scent. yeah yeah Ugh. and I could just only imagine that filling your house yeah Ooh. um so pretty much they stated that they'd close the door they locked like they closed the office door they went on about their day and then all of a sudden it was like something in the room was being like thrown around they heard a, like a screech kind of thing and they thought it was their cats fighting hmm so they got up to go to the office, thinking maybe they were in the office. Yeah. Door was locked. Cats were in a different room, underneath the bed, freaking out. And so they opened the door, and they noticed that the crone was no longer on the desk, but had itself been moved. But a crucifix on the wall had been broken in half. Oh, shit. And... The nails from the crucifix for the hands and the feet had gone missing. Oh, no. So this pretty decent-sized crucifix gets yeah. broken in half. The Jesus part is on the ground. Yeah. The other part is still on the wall, swinging, hanging on by one thing. Yeah. And so they were like, okay, that's very weird. So pretty much after they discovered the crone on the chairs when they decided to set up motion sensor cameras inside the room. Yeah. There's actually video online of it moving. Really? Yes. <gasps> I'm going to need to look that up. So I will, yes. Oh I my will God. I need to look that up soon. Give you the link. Because yes. I also have it. Please. And also, it after that, they noticed not much movement. Mm-hmm. But it was about two months after um, the crone that they, like, they noticed in the office, it had gotten very muddy smell again, the mm-hmm. pond water. And there were wet footprints on the back of the couch. Oh. And they're like, the fuck? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the wife of the traveling museum that brought it to the attention of the husband and was like, were you on the couch after a shower? Like, what's <laughs> happening? And he's like, I wasn't even in the office yet at all today. Yeah. So they found these... Very wet footprints on the back of the couch. Clear as day, they look like footprints. And so they literally felt like, okay, the crone is now with them. They heard the stories of maybe um, bringing like a... and Like, like a, some kind of entity that was attached to exactly. the they, object. And yeah. So what they wanted to do was find a paranormal researcher mm-hmm. to see maybe if they could figure out if it was one entity, multiple entities, because different things happening, it seemed like it hated, like, Christian yeah. sort of re- relics. And then it also had a pond water. So they kind of wanted to figure out, like, what exactly the spirit was. Exactly. And if it was something that was going to pose, like, a major danger to everybody around them, I guess. Exactly. The of it. Yeah. And they didn't really get anybody for two months out because they really hadn't experienced anything other than the pond water smell (coughs) and the wet footprints and the throwing of the crucifix. Mm -hmm. So what they ended up doing was finding a medium to come and read the idol. And the idol um, is said to have had hosted multiple entities in it throughout its time from rituals. So they think maybe it was multiple rituals happening in the cave where it was found. Okay. And they pretty much just wanted, like, an explanation of, you know, 
how it got the way it got the way mm-hmm. sort of thing. And also one of the things the medium said, it was, it knows when you're around. Like it's got this very alert sense to it to where it's like, okay, there's someone in the room with me. Let's figure out what they're going to do. Huh. So I can figure out what I'm going to do. Huh. And it kind of learned their routines and stuff a bit. Oh, that's creepy. Yeah. That's what got me the most, I think, with this was I was like, oh, my God, it's studying them. It's, oh, my God. <laughs> it's a spy. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. But they do take the crone with it, but it's kept in a steel box so the entity doesn't get out and kind of watch. Yeah. Um, but they did bring it on a show with them, and, like, the crowd was like, no, we want to see it, and they opened it up, and the um, there was a reader in the audience mm-hmm. and was like, it watched me the entire time. Ooh. Like she, she was like, I felt him like trying to get inside of me to try and like read my mind, sort of stuff. And I was just like, Oh my gosh! That's so it's, weird. it's not only happening to the family, but it's happening to other people. That's weird. Yeah. Didn't um, because I remember hearing something about this as well. And didn't they say like give the crone like a chance where it's like, look, you know, you you can stay out as long as you behave yourself, but yes. If, so that did happen where it was like we're giving you a chance to behave yourself, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, he yelled at it, and that's when the footprints appeared. That's when they started hearing knocks everywhere. Like, that probably wasn't the good thing to do, and that's why they keep it in the box. Yeah, because it's probably like, hey, because you're doing what you're doing, you're going to have to be locked up. And, exactly. Oh, man, yeah. hmm That's crazy. hmm Once they even heard, well, this is actually the thing that triggered him to yell was when they heard the sound of rushing water. In their home, and they thought, oh my God, a pipe burst or something yeah, like that. And yeah. they started running towards the sound, and it was nothing. But when they returned to the room, it was that extremely strong, muddy pond, pond water, water smell. Again. And that's kind of when he leashed out and was like, okay, you can come, you can stay, that's fine, but we just want you to know that we have rules here. Yeah. <laughs> sort of thing. And that's why they keep it in the box. Okay, because it wasn't really following the rules. Mm-hmm. It was like, well, F it your was rules. like, no, I'm. I'm better than you. I got, I'm a demon. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, yeah, so that is pretty much the story. And also one of the readers stated, without being told the first incident of what happened about the crucifix, mm-hmm. stated that the read that it got from the doll was like it was talking to her. Hmm. And it said something about the nails from the crucifix was placed in the throat of the man. What? And the thing is, is after the crucifix happened, the guy, um, Greg, the one of the guys from the traveling circus, yeah. was having really bad stomach upsets. And he was like, holy shit, did it place it in my mouth? And I swallowed it at night. Like, what is going on? Oh, like, my God. Like, it placed nails in his throat while he was asleep. And But it's also not confirmed because I don't know if the guy passed it or not. I was like, <laughs> did you go to but get he got this reading. done? Like, yeah. oh, my God. Well, it was like the little tiny Yeah, but still. Yeah. So there's, this story has always kind of just been like, oh, because if like, t- like idols or trinkets and stuff like that can get pets possessed. And then yeah. I think what got me the most was the fact that when it gets red, it's like, no, it knows it's totally here. Like I can totally like, I know what's going on. I'm going to try to get inside you and take over, I guess. Oh, that's really weird. It was, yeah. That's Ooh. crazy. Ooh. I know. Ooh. Oh, man. The thought of it. I can't. Ooh. But, yes, yeah, so that is that my little tidbit of Crone of, of the Catskills. Crone of the Catskills. That is such a cool story. Yeah. Thank you. You're oh welcome. My gosh. <laughs> That's, like, one of my favorites. Yes. It's That's 
it's one of those things where I'm just like, oh God, I never want to experience something like that ever. So kudos to that museum for dealing with this because I could not, especially with all of the artifacts that they have. I can't even imagine like those guys even thinking it was even a good idea to even bring that back home in the first place. Mm-hmm. Like I would have kept that thing where it belonged. That, and that's another thing is they want to find the actual location of this cave, but they couldn't get a hold of the people that sent them the stuff. They used a throwaway account. Oh, really? And everything, yeah. And so what they plan on doing is hopefully taking it back to its original location to where it can rest back in the Catskills, but that's over, that's a huge area of the mountain range. Exactly. So it'll take some time, but oh yeah. Oh, goodness. But even so, do you really want to put it back there for someone else to find? But yeah. That's, that's the only other problem. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. That's insane. Mm-hmm. I agree. Ooh. So today I would like to talk about the story of Busby's Stoop. Ooh. Mm-hmm. It's also known as the Dead Man's Chair. In late 17th century, a counterfeiter of currency named Daniel Awedi. Awedi? Awedi? A-W-E-T-Y. Awedi. Awedi. Uh, yeah, butchered that one. Uh, moved to the small town of Kirkby Wisk, which is located along the River Wisk, a little northwest of Thirsk in North Yorkshire, England. We are going across the pond. Yeah, we are. We are hopping across the pond on this Woo. one. So uh, the man, his name is Daniel, as I said. Uh, Daniel had a daughter named Elizabeth, and a local man by the name of Thomas Bismey fell in love with her. Uh, the two were married, and the marriage which the marriage was not very well taken by the father, Daniel, because Thomas had a bit of a history with alcohol. Mm. He was basically the local drunk in a sense. Yeah. However, though, over time, Busby and Daniel did become business partners. and, um, And even though they were business partners, again, because the alcohol and everything... There was a bit of a tension tension, and everything like that. Exactly. So Elizabeth and Busby lived in the local inn, which was perfect for Busby's alcoholic lifestyle. (laughs) For reasons which are still unknown, Daniel went to the inn and dragged his daughter away from Busby for good. However, Elizabeth demanded to stay and wait until Busby came back from wherever he was. When Busby came home, an argument ensued. Daniel didn't want Elizabeth to be associated with a town drunkard. However, Busby, drunk off his ass, was arguing about something else. And the reason for this argument was because Daniel was sitting in his favorite chair. So, Daniel is the father? Daniel's the father. Okay. And And he was there to basically say, Elizabeth, you need to come home with me. You can't be married to this guy anymore. And Elizabeth's like, no, I'm staying here until he comes home. So, Busby comes home. An argument ensues, and, like, Busby wasn't even arguing about the fact that, you know, he was here to take away his wife. He was arguing about the fact that he was sitting in his favorite chair. Like, Daniel was sitting in Busby's favorite chair. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, of all the things to get angry yeah, about. Yeah, I mean, like, come on. Yeah. But anyway, at some point, Daniel left, did leave without his daughter and went back home, uh, yet Busby was still fuming over everything. So in the middle of the night, Busby went to Daniel's home and bludgeoned him to death with a hammer. Now, there are some stories that say that he was strangled. However, that's kind of here nor there. Yeah. Yeah. So Daniel's body was found later on, and there was a connection between the two. It's like, hey, well, Busby did have this argument with 
Daniel not too long ago. And so the authorities did arrest Busby as, you know, the suspect in the murder. And he was then found guilty and was sentenced to hang. Um, while Busby was being escorted to the gallows to die, he cursed anybody who would sit in his favorite chair, saying, death shall come swiftly to anyone that dares sit in my chair. <laughs> oh, He was very protective of that chair. So, over wanna, the years... I want to know what kind of chair this was. That I was know, a little, right? little wooden chair. It, it was just a wooden chair, just a regular oh. wooden chair. Um... So over the years, you know, there have been many stories about people who could have passed away or been linked to this de- uh, linked to the chair. And so some of the deaths that came from this chair, supposedly, uh, one was uh, many military men from World War II who sat in the chair, apparently didn't return back from the war. Uh, young build, there was a, one that was notable, a young builder's apprentice was dared to sit in the chair by his workmates. Later in the day, he died by falling through the roof of one of the houses he was working on. Yeah. So is that like coincidence or is that because Well, here's of the, the thing. Chair, yeah. Because. And so then, um, apparently also in the late 1800s, there is a chimney sweep and his friend um, was sitting in the pub and the sweep who apparently had occupied the stoop chair, mm-hmm. like he sat there, he was found dead the next morning hanging from a gatepost next to the old man hang, the old hangman gibbet, I guess. So basically he was found hung the next morning. So is everybody who dies found hanging? Because Bas- if, the, if the young apprentice fell through the roof and the that- young, well, here's the thing. It's just death by whatever. Um, there is another one where um, the landlord over time, there's a new landlord card, Mr. Earnshaw. And, he overheard two RAF pilots, Royal Air Force pirates, pirates, ha, pilots, um, talking about the famous chair. And he actually witnessed them taking turns sitting in it, kind of like as a dare, even though the pilots only sat there in the chair for like maybe just a second. On that same day, both pilots were killed when their car struck a tree. Ooh. Meanwhile, airmen from the nearby airfield also lost their lives after having sat in the chair, and it was said that all who did would not return home from the war. So there was a lot of people that would, you know, be like, oh, I dare you to sit in this chair, not taking it seriously. And then, so coincidence, actual curse. Hmm. But there's more. Ooh. So there were also other accounts of several motorcyclists and bicyclists who, after stopping at the inn for a drink, were later involved in fatal collisions with automobiles. Um, there's also a man who sat in the chair who died of a massive heart attack the following night. Uh, there was a hitchhiker after spending time in the pub for refreshment and who presumably occupied the famous chair was struck and killed by an automobile two days later. Um, the inn itself was becoming more and more famous as these stories became widely circulated and most folks agreed that it was either the most amazing coincidence ever or an actual example of a curse. There was also a delivery man that sat in the chair. It was stored away in the cellar. And because after generations of this happening, Mm -hmm. the landlord was like, no, 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 we're putting this in the cellar. We're getting it away from the people because there's just too many coincidences, deaths that are occurring around this. Can't take any precautions. But for some reason, a delivery man was there in the basement for some whatever reason. Probably sat down for a second. He literally just sat down for a second. 
just because he was tired. He sat down. He died later in the evening after he lost control of his car. Wow. Mm-hmm. So at that point, the owner of the pub had enough, and he contacted a local museum called the Thirsk Museum. So now the chair is hung up, basically out of reach. Good. On the wall. <laughs> from those who are, like, actually curious to see if it's a real thing or not. Mm-hmm. Um, however, the chair was examined by historians, and it's actually proven that the chair itself is not one that could have been used by Busby because it could have because it was made at least 130 years after. So where's the original chair? Exactly. Oh, somebody switched it out probably. It could be, or maybe this is just a myth in general, but... I mean, I feel like it could be, could have been, but I also feel like after the the delivery man, they probably were like, "Yeah, we got to get rid of this thing." Somebody probably took it. I was like, "Hey, they're not going to notice." Who Looks knows? Exactly alike. Who knows? Who knows? Ooh. But either way, I mean, the chair now sits in the museum, which is good, out of reach. Out of reach. It's literally hung up like on the wall, like way up by the ceiling. <laughs> If you look up Busby's chair, like you'll see that it's literally up there. It's like no one's like, no, 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 you're not allowed to, you're not allowed to sit. And that way, like no one actually sits in it or anything. So, okay. Um, but yeah, that's that's my quick little blurb for today. It's a little quick one. Yeah, but I mean, it's still very interesting. Mm-hmm. That's you never think of just a chair being haunted. Yeah, I, there was also another thing too where I heard where there was a a woman who was just cleaning it and somehow the next day died because of something. She was just dusting it and just because she dusted it. Oh. Yeah. So like not even, can't even touch it. Yeah. No touching. Which makes me believe like, okay, well, if you can't even touch it, then how did it get down in the basement and that person who moved it didn't like Hmm. die? Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know, but that was my little quick blurb for the today for well, this episode. Sorry, it, was it wasn't fun. too you know crazy long and in depth or anything, but still very interesting. But w- we will have a better one next episode. <laughs> I thought it was good. Yeah, I liked it. I did too. So this is episode six. Yes, we are like six weeks into this thing. I can't believe it. How crazy is that? That's it's wonderful. It has been a wild ride. It has. Yeah, and I'm very appreciative of this experience. This is this is awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm very glad that you agreed to do this with me. <laughs> hey, I've always wanted to do something with the paranormal, and it's I love so listening to paranormal, true crime, and all those conspiracy theory stuff. Yeah, so. and then the uh, next episode, we're going to have a true crime story yes. that we were going to record in like five minutes, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> yes, true crime and conspiracy and theories. conspiracy theories. We're kind of branching gonna- out a little bit. Yeah, we're just going to talk about some of our favorite stuff. Yep. So, which leads us to where you guys can find us. Exactly. So, Stephanie. So, you can find us on Facebook.com at Cheers from the Grave. You can also find us on Twitter at Cheers from Grave. Instagram at Cheers from the Grave. And our website, Cheers Cheers from from the the Grave.com. Um, we're also on Patreon, uh, it's Cheers from the Grave. We have a $2 and a $5 tier, uh, donations to our Patreon, um, will basically help us not only pay off the equipment that we had to buy, but also on top of it, it helps pay the servers, um, used to host our audio for this. 
Um, it also helps pay for advertising um, for us, uh, which is very helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, and on top of that, by being a Patreon donor, there are uh, a number of different perks for that. If you're in the $2 tier, um, you'll get a one-time shout-out on one of our episodes as well as social media. Um, there's also a bonus episode featuring listener stories. However, that's kind of a little bit on the back burner until we actually get more listener stories in there. Yes. Um, you also can listen to our podcast a day early. Um, I was able to find out that there's a way of being able to submit a link 24 hours. Well, not really 24 hours, but like a good couple of hours in advance before actual drop date on Thursdays. So you can listen to it on Wednesday, a day before. Uh, you get a personal thank you message from us on Patreon and also our never-ending love and devotion. Yes. That is the $2 Tipsy Grave Diggers. We also <laughs> have a Staggering Zombies, which is $5 or more. You get all the Tipsy Grave Diggers benefits, uh, plus you get access to bloopers, Q&A sessions, which is something that we will probably be doing at some point when we actually get $5 donators. At this time, we only have one Patreon donor, just one. Yeah, so if you guys want cool extra perks, come on and join us. Come on. Us. And then uh, also you get personal thank you cards. Yes. Uh, which we all signed and is pretty cool. So you get all of that. Um, so if you ever, if you do like what you hear and uh, would like some extra bonus points, uh, then please become a patron on patreon.com slash cheers from the grave. Um, it would be amazing. Yes. Yep. It oh. really would because yep. I want a Q&A session. Q&A sessions would be amazing. Yes. Like a live Q&A session, like a Facebook yes. Live type of thing. Like there's a way of going live on this thing too, so it'd be cool. Um, another thing too, also, uh, listener stories. Send them to us, please. They don't even have to be yours. You, they can be friends, uh, relatives. Or if you have awesome stories you want us to talk about. Yeah, it doesn't even have to be paranormal. It can be conspiracy theories. It can be Mm -hmm. true crime. It can be like anything that you might think you might find us, anything you might think we find interesting. Yes. Yes. And you can send this to us at cheersfromthegrave at gmail.com. Yep. And that'd be great. Yes. We would love to hear from you all. That'd be fantastic. Also, one quick thing. I want to congratulate our sister podcast, Historical AF, for hitting 1,000 listeners. One, zero, zero, zero. Those girls are rocking it. Yes. Seriously. They kill it. I love their podcast. They are amazing. If you guys ever do get a chance, please go over to Historical AF and listen to them. They gave us a nice shout out last week. And uh, they are the sweetest ladies ever. So they are fantastic. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. So, anyway, I'm Erica. And I'm Stephanie. And this is Cheers Cheers from from the the grave. Grave.